one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually actually I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Here we are. Chatting away. Chatting away. Dori, I had planned a little surprise for you. What? I mean, it's not that exciting. Oh my God. I was looking um, on the statistics of our podcast. Yes. And I got very emotional. Uh-huh. I honestly like um, kind of started cr- getting choked up because I was looking at where in the world people listen to our podcast and also where in America. Okay. We have listeners in every single state oh and God. the District of Columbia. <gasps> so I wanted to like give you a little quiz. Oh my God. Because one of the top, the top five states were like the, the most list, the most listened. So we get a whole list of where all the listens are. Right. And I just want to thank residents of every single state in America for listening to the podcast. 
<laughs> as well as so many countries, it blew my freaking mind. It's so cool. I, again, I was I was so emotional about it. No. Um, but I'm curious if you can name the the top the five states with the most listens in the past thirty. I, I believe this is done by the past thirty days. Okay. Can you name the top five? I think I can. Okay, I want to see. Do they have to be in order? No, I won't. Okay, I'll, I won't do that. California. Yes. New York. Yes. Um. Texas. Yes. Massachusetts. No, they <gasps> fell to six. What? Okay. Well, now I got to think about this. What about Illinois? That's number four. You're getting these in order. It's California, te- New York, Texas, Illinois, and then there's one more. This is a real sleeper. I wasn't expecting this and one. Massachusetts fell to six. Yeah. Pennsylvania? Dory, no. Pennsylvania is number eight. Ooh. Number five. Can I have a hint? Um, Can I have a region? I'll give you a hint. It's a commonwealth, I think. <laughs> Maryland? Nope. But close. Near. Near. Virginia. Yes. Virginia. Virginia. Well, you know, I I bet we have a lot of listeners in the greater DC metro area. Oh gosh, I Virginia, what up? That's awesome. Hello, Virginia. I really enjoyed that quiz. I would not have guessed Virginia. So Texas was the one that blew my mind. Well, it's a very big state. It is with a numerous metropolises. Yeah. But for Metropoli? some... Metropoli? Metropolis? <laughs> I got like weepy about Texas. Aww. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, the Lone Star State? And then, Dory, the countries, it is crazy. We had one listen in Syria. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a whole list of the one... Like there's, you know, obviously the United States, Canada, Australia, UK. Those are where we have sure, numerous sure. listens. But then the ones where we have less are equally as amazing oh bangladesh ecuador wow pakistan i mean truly it's so how many listens did we get in pakistan i think two wow same with ecuador ethiopia four turks and caicos i mean rwanda eight this sweden 357 south africa israel philippines i mean i could just go on and on this is poland malaysia really gratifying it was i i just like i've looked at this list so many times and then i just like imagine the 82 people in kenya who are listening to the podcast that's amazing hi everyone hello anyway so welcome i just i i get weepy thank you for doing that kate because it's weird when you podcast you just feel like we're talking to each other it's it's hard for me to comprehend that anyone is listening to this yeah no i get that but we know that they are. We hear from them. We do, but it's still it still feels very surreal and emotional for me. Oh, boy. I appreciate it. And that. I'm not even menstruating. <laughs> are you ovulating? I'm something. Something in my my hormones are doing something. Okay. They're All always right. busy. Um I, that it's very touching that you did that. Thank you. Oh, well, you know, yeah. it's touching that people listen. Um how's your week? It's been going great. Oh, Good. You know why? Yesterday, uh, I went to my favorite uh, Korean day spa here in Los Angeles, and I sat in the steam room, and the most amazing thing happened. This giant pimple I had on my chin. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where is this going? Yeah, this is not, this is amazing only for me. I had this giant pimple. You can see the red, the red mark. It was like a huge white 
pus ball. Mm. And and yesterday was also Mother's Day yeah. when, when we're recording. This was a mo- Mother's Day for me. So that was what I was my Mother's Day activity just to go. I took a nap. It was great. That sounds awesome. But I had this huge, like one of those erupting zits under my lip and I made it worse by popping it. And mm. then it, it, as if to spite me, filled back up with more oh. white pus. Of course. Like double the amount. Ugh. It's like a donut hole on my chin. So um, in I, I steamed in the steam room for and the gross white thing just like fell off. Oh, my God. And I was, and also after I was in the steam room, my skin looked so amazing. Like just my pores were tight. My skin was glowing. How long did you stay in the steam room? Well, I went in. And I was like, this is magical. I got to go get a sheet mask out of my bag. And then oh. what I did is I went back in. Wait, you masked in the sh- in the steam room? I masked immediately after. Because oh. I was like, this is probably opening. Like I imagined yeah. it was like a facial. And I was yeah. like, this is opening up all my pores. I'm going to slap the sheet mask yeah. on. I mean, it w- I felt like a genius. But when the zit fell off of my face. I, I mean... I mean, if only I could have a steam room installed in my house. Now, I feel like there are tricks like I would when I was a teenager, I'd like fill the sink with boiling water and then put a towel over my head and yeah, steam sure, my face. Sure. And I know you could buy a face steamer. I will never use these contraptions and they will just become relics sitting on the floor of my bedroom yeah. in my tiny house. But anyway, it, that was a very exciting moment for me that the zit fell off because that's amazing. It's, it was so gross and I was trying not to pick at it and it was just... Also, has it's never just fallen off my face? No. I don't know what that was about. That, that's great. Maybe that was my Mother's Day present. Maybe it was. <laughs> also, can I tell you that my daughter gave me, my husband took my kids to buy me presents at Target for Mother's Day, and my oldest daughter bought me um, an industrial-sized bag of Hall's cough drops. She knows Because she so knows well. that that's what I use. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm all, that I always have a bag of cough drops with me. So it was just a great day. That sounds awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, you were on vacation. I was on vacation last week, and the 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 most memorable thing about oh, I shouldn't say the most, but one of the most memorable things about vacation is that at one of the hotels we stayed in, the toilets had <gasps> bidets. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And not only do they have bidets, they have like very elaborate you know you could you could change the speed and the temperature and the, the speed angle the water yeah like the 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 speed at which it was oscillating on your butt did you so when you used it mm-hmm. do you also wipe or will you just use the water to to shoot so, everything off like a fire hose so you use the water to shoot everything off like a fire hose now this this particular model of toilet also had a dryer function. (laughs) So you could just kind of dry things yourself. Now, I also sort of, uh, I I use like a square of toilet paper to just kind of pat. Just one square? You don't need more. That's the brilliant thing about a bidet. And I think even if I hadn't, so then another time I didn't use the dryer and I just, I use like two squares of toilet paper, but it really cuts down on your toilet paper consumption. And I feel like probably one of the impediments to Americans not adopting bidets more has been big toilet paper. <laughs> the toilet paper industry. Yes. <laughs> that dumb little Charmin bear is like, no way, motherfuckers. You are not using bidets. That bear goes to Congress and lobbies against bidets. Yes. 
So, you know, I've just I've just been thinking about big toilet paper and I want to tell you that I bought a bidet. I ordered it off of Amazon. That you're sticking it to big toilet. I am sticking it to big toilet paper. It, you know, I just feel like... And the thing is, when you buy a bidet, is that something you can just like clip onto your toilet seat? And where does the water come from? Is it sucking it up from the toilet bowl? No, it, it's not, which is uh, a misconception that I, I so also had. I was like, how can this be clean? And But it actually attaches to uh, the pipe. So it's spraying... Uh, like fresh water right into your butt or your or your vagina you can you can use it for front cleansing as well i haven't installed the bidet yet but i am going to shortly and i will report back um but i I, i'm very excited about this new uh frontier in terms of my butt care because as i've said before butt care is self-care it is, and we got numerous e- emails and voicemails about but like bidet, more bidet talk. So yeah. we're gonna continue it. Today. Well, I I put a picture of the box of the bidet box on our Instagram stories a, a couple weeks ago, and it, it garnered quite a response. Let me tell you. So that's um that's my update. Well, listen, if you are from big toilet paper and you want to weigh in, if you are a fan of a bidet, you can call us. Leave us a voicemail. Our number is 781-591-0390. You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. There are so many offshoot groups that I can't even keep track of them anymore. There's got to be a bidet or a butt care group at some point. Oh, interesting. Maybe I should start it. Maybe you should. (laughs) Um, also just a reminder, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And Kate, I was just yeah. I was glancing at our reviews the other day. We have over a thousand ratings. So thank you all wow. for just doing that. That is amazing. You guys are the best. That is truly very helpful. So thank you so much. And to the person who left the review saying that I always interrupt Kate <gasps> and that she's the funny one. I mean Someone said that? Yeah. You always interrupt me? mean look i guess i always interrupt you according to this one person (laughs) i i actually always feel like i'm the interrupter oh no is this what happens when two women do a podcast (laughs) let's both apologize to each other move on (laughs) um anyway you also can see all the products that we talk about on the podcast at forever35podcast.com and you can follow us on instagram at forever35podcast and on twitter at Forever 35 Pod. And on Friendster. Forever 35 Podcast. Friendster? Just a joke for people who are in their 20s in 2003. Um, I had a Friendster account. I did too. I used to love it. People would write testimonials. Yeah. It was kind of nice. I, you know, I listened. There was an episode of, I think it was the Startup Podcast, where they interviewed the founder of Friendster. It's actually a really tragic tale. Really? Yeah. Like... They were kind of ahead of their time. Yeah. And then they just like completely fucked it up. So <sighs> now we're all on Facebook. Let's just all have a moment of silence for, for Friendster. Friendster. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break to hear from a couple of our sponsors. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's 
vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why. Yeah. Get into it. Do you want to tell me why? (laughs) No, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, 
our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. 
That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started and then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Well, we're back. We're back. Um, Kate, just before we get to our main topic, I just wanted to mention that we haven't forgotten about the two-month intention challenge goal thing that we talked about a couple episodes ago. touched on it briefly, and I think we would like to put more intention into it and then maybe focus on it and include listeners in the experience. Yeah. So I think we are going to talk about it on next week's episode. So apologies to everyone who got excited about that and wanted to get going. Um, I need to really think about where I want to be in two months. I do too. So um, we haven't forgotten about it. We're going to get to it now. But this gives us more time and more time for you listeners to ponder. Indeed. Two months from now. Where do you want to be? I mean hopefully more of the same for me. I mean, it's such an existential question. It is. But we'll dig into it. I think we should dig deep and we'll each come with a plan. I love this. Okay. Okay. I'll meet you there. Great. So, you know, we we talk about a lot of things on this podcast. We do. uh, But this did kind of start as a, I mean, I don't want to say it was a skincare podcast, but that was kind of the genesis of the conversations of around starting the podcast. And we realized recently that we hadn't ever really gone into our nighttime routines. No. And someone had asked about it and I, yeah, we hadn't discussed what we do at night. Yeah. We've talked about like more broadly, like how we wind down. Yeah. But not what we're doing when we're standing in front of the sink. Yes, exactly. With water dripping off of our faces. So I wanted to know. And what's mm. kind of fun was we wrote them down and they're very different. Mm. Kind of like the showers. Kind of just like each and every one of us. Yes, we're all we're different. different. Special. Do you want to take us through your story? Uh, sure. So I, I don't love washing my face. I love cleaning my face, but I don't love washing my face. And is that just because what's the reason well i think i think i've actually mentioned this on the podcast before that my my water takes a while to warm up oh right um so i always feel like i'm like kind of wasting some water my drain is slow yes i've i've addressed it and it's it's just always going to be right you've dealt with it i've dealt with the air yes um so like those are a couple of things. I also I feel like it I splash, it gets water everywhere. Yes, I use a washcloth, but I don't know. I just I don't love washing my face. Now, I will do it. I will do it occasionally because I I found that oil cleanser um Basha Boschia, I don't know how you say it. Um We should YouTube it. Yeah, that I do like. But anyway, I'm getting off track. That's okay. Get back on the track. Um, so I will tell you what my typical nighttime routine is. I will clean my face with micellar water and I've been using simple. And you're using a circular cotton round? I am using okay. a circular cotton round. Just get real specific. Um, I got the simple at Costco. Okay. Your favorite place. Number one store in my life. Love and um, And then sometimes I will also follow it with the oil cleanser. Just to get or makeup, Just to dirt. really get in there. Yeah. 
Um, and then I do, I alternate. So what I'll do on some nights is I'll do the Biologique P50, um, which is, you know, as, as discussed, it is, it's really like a, it's really like a toner. It's an exfoliant. Is it's it an not? exfoliating toner. Right. It's a liquid. It's a liquid. Yeah. They, they, on the bottle, it says it's a lotion, but it's really not a lotion in, yes. the, in the way that we think about the lotions. conventional sense. The conventional sense. So you would do that after you've wiped your face clean. You would yes on a, on some nights you use that toner. I do, and I I use it on my neck, and I use it on like the top of my chest as well. And then what would you follow that with? I follow it with something that I feel like is not often discussed when we talk about biologique recherche because people are rightfully fixated on p50 but i think their serums are are the unsung heroes of their line and you use one i use one it's, okay. i use the amniotique serum now i this does not sound vegan sounds like amniotic fluid it does. um but i will tell you i find it very smoothing hydrating I think it's a really, really great product. It's a workhorse. It's a workhorse. Um, and then on top of that, I had been using the Biologique Recherche. Yes, Kate. I I'm raising my hand. Yes. Would you use the P50 and then that serum? Like on the nights yes. that you P50, you yes. would follow it with the serum? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Correct. Just needed to get that up yeah, there. Yeah, no worries. Um, and then I had been using the Biologique Recherche GS99 moisturizer. However, the last one that I bought, the smell was off and I exchanged it much to rescue Spa's chagrin. They did not want to let me exchange it. Um, and the one they sent me back was from the same batch and it also did not smell like the way it usually smelled. And they kind of, I, I, I got a very bad taste in my mouth from dealing with them. And I have historically had fine dealings with them, but this whole experience, I was like, oh, when something goes wrong, they're not like super great to deal with. They kind of, I kind of got a like, it's all in your head reaction Ooh. from them. And I was like, I've gone through like three jars of this. Like I know how it's supposed to smell and it's not cheap. So I haven't been using it as much, um, but I found this moisturizer on our old friend's Olali called the Urang Ceramide Cream. And I had been using, I, I tried out a Dr. Jart Ceramide Cream, but Dr. Jart is like, sometimes it's sold out and Olali had been carrying it, but then Sephora got the exclusive like North American contract, whatever. So I tried this new one called the Urang Ceramide Cream and it, and it smell, if you, if you are sensitive to fragrance, I think, um, it's probably not the best, the best bet. And I typically don't like fragrance things. It is a, it has a very, very, very light rose scent. Ooh, that sounds nice. I think it's really nice. Um, and then if I'm feeling really dry, I will put an oil on before the moisturizer. And lately I've been using the Ordinary Virgin Marula Oil. And how often are you good jeansing it up? So I've been using good jeans two to three times a week. So if I use good jeans, I don't do P50 um, because they're both very like exfoliating. Yeah. Um, so I'll just do a cleanser, then good jeans, and then I'll do a moisturizer and or oil. And 
excuse me, if I'm, if I'm feeling like I try to listen to my skin and if my, if I'm feeling like particularly dehydrated or dry, I won't use either one. I won't use either P50 or, um, good genes. Sure. I'll just do a serum. I'll do the cleanser, a serum, and then the moisturizer or, or oil. Um, and then once a week I'll do a sheet mask. So my routine is not super complicated. I, I went through phases where I was trying to do the various like Korean 10 step things. And I found, you know, maybe I just wasn't using the right products, but I found in the end, it was a little drying. Um, now, I have been trying out a couple of new products, one of which is the Caudalie um, Vino, Vino. Oh, the night? The night Iowa oil? oil. Yes. Wheel? Wheel. Um, and it kind of seems like a, like a serum oil. Like the detox. It's called uh, detox? Detox. Yeah. Yeah. So last night, for example, I put on this, it's kind of an essence from Origins. It's doctor from Dr. Andrew Weil. It's like their mushroom. Oh, I like that stuff. Yeah. Like a mushroom toner essence kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of splashed that on my face. And then I followed that with a Caudalie detox oil. And then I followed that with um, a moisturizer. So like some nights I'll do a little experimenting. Um, but I, I, I do try to keep it relatively simple. That's where I'm headed. Yeah. So tell me what you've been doing. Well, I, I kind of realized whether it's my own thing or just doing the podcast, I've started accumulating a lot of products. And I think ultimately for the sake of my wallet, my sanity, yeah. my skin, yeah. I was kind of like, Kate, Maybe just tone it down. Mm -hmm. Maybe just find like a few things that you really like. Yep. And and give that a cycle. Yeah. So I had a facial recently and I purchased um, some products that my facialist recommended. Your facialist, who we're going to hear from later in this episode. Uh, yes, Courtney, who is amazing and, and has really cool kind of curated products and, and who I, I've now had them used on my face a few times. So... And I'm, and I also didn't want to buy anything until I had really used up a lot of my other products at home. Cause I, again, like that's just waste. It's just becomes like, yeah. now I have 17 face washes. Right. Um, so here's where I'm at. If I'm wearing makeup, I clean my face with the pharmacy green clean makeup melt away cleansing balm. Um, if I just want to get stuff kind of off mm -hmm. first, um, I recently tried the Tatcha Camellia oil. Yeah. And I really liked it, but because I'm not done with the pharmacy, I didn't let myself buy it. I admire this restraint. It's just like I can't do it. Yeah, I'm not allowed. Totally in the rule of my life. So I might, I might switch over, um, uh, or I might just like pick up a jar of coconut oil and, and use that. It all essentially does the same thing in my mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so if I am wearing makeup, that's what I start with. Then I wash my face. I like a f washing my face, but I like using stuff that doesn't feel like it's stripping it. Yeah. So I'm kind of alternating right now between the Tata Harper regenerating cleanser, which I just keep on my sink. And that has a little bit like a light graininess to it. Mm -hmm. Or I use um, a new cleanser by that I just got by Nuori which is a foaming cleanser, which is Ooh. really nice and soft. So then, Dory, I'm now using a product that might be 
the only way to describe it is Los Angeles in a glass jar. Oh my God. It is, I don't want to say absurd. I really like it. Here's what happened. I got a facial and uh, Courtney, the facialist, yeah. sprayed it on my face. And the scent, I loved the scent so much. I was like, I need this. Mm. And I, I like smells. I love scents. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just I'm a nose person. I get it. So this is a face mist. It is um, very, it's mostly water with a few essential oils in it. Inside the jar of the face mist is a small quartz crystal. What? This is, it's called the iSun Ormus Mist Face and Body Mist. Oh my God. Now, this is a face mist with a few essential oils, but the, but if you go on their website and read about it, they like trek through the mountains of Colorado and get spring water. I mean, it's this whole backstory to this face mist that is beautiful. Okay. Slash very, I don't want to say ridiculous, but you know, I, yeah. I, it's a little bit, it's a little much, it's a lot, but yeah. I, but I really enjoyed the scent and the kind of refreshingness and I use it just kind of throughout the day. So it's not necessarily a toner. It's kind of the same way I use my rose water spray. Okay. You know, which I don't, yeah. I just, it's like a kind of a rewetting of my face. A little zhuzh. A zhuzh. And then I follow it with, um, an oil, face oil. It's by H's for Love, and it's their Nectar Nourishing Face Oil. I, I love the name of this. Yeah, and that's got like it's got squalene, it's got jojoba, rose hips, a little argan oil. It's got a bunch of stuff in there, and that's just what I'm using to moisturize. And then if I want a little bit more oomph on my face, I I use the the tiny mini muffin size jar of La Mer cream. Mm. I, I just rub that between my fingertips and dab just to really give myself a layer of moisture. And then maybe once a week, I use either Sunday Riley Good Jeans, Biologique Recherche P50, or I'll put on the Ordinary Retinoid Emulsion. Okay. And I'll use just one of those right. once a week. Right, right, right. I'm really trying to cut back on like the exfoliating. Yeah. I don't know. I know this is a phase I'm going through. I'm just trying to keep it simple. Maybe this is a mistake and I should be seruming it up every night. I don't know. I don't think so. This is just where I'm at. Okay. Wash, mist, oil. And my my morning routine is basically the same with a vitamin C serum added in. I'm, I'm into this for you. Yeah, I like it. It's really nice. I like just how everything smells and feels. Yeah. I like this. And I, after I spray my mist on my face, I put the oil right on while my face is wet. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, so it's just sucking all in there. Love it. <sighs> yeah. Well... So that's what it is. That's what we do. That is our nighttime routine. Yeah. You know, and I want to say I I recently in the Sephora sale got that watermelon sleep mask. I did too. I do not like it. I think it is fine. I don't. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm going to return it. <gasps> this you is the first are. time. Yeah. And I actually asked at Sephora last night to make sure it was okay. And I was like, look, I've used it like four times. It's just not working for me. And the salesperson was like, what? You don't like it? And I was like, no, it just, it's not happening. It, it leaves my face kind of with a weird, greasy residue that doesn't, Yeah, I just, it's not working for me. So I am going to bring that back. My okay. first Sephora return. Oh, wow. I have 60 days, I was told. Oh, great. Yep. But the other thing I got in the sale, the Belief Aqua Bomb. Oh, yeah. How do you like that? I'm liking it a lot. But it hasn't made its way into your 
That's a morning. That's oh, the morning that's moisture. Morning. Okay. Yeah, girl. Got it's the morning. It. Okay. Uh-huh. Liking that a lot. So there Great. you go. That's that's our nighttime routines. Then we snuggle in. Yep. Um, all right. We're going to take another quick break. And our guest this week is Courtney Chisano. Our guest today is Courtney Chisano. Courtney, welcome. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Courtney is, full disclosure, my facialist. Is it weird when someone says that you're theirs? No, actually, I prefer it. Okay, great. I feel special. Okay. It's a good thing. That's good, because <laughs> you have done uh, facials for me. They're amazing. And as I was telling Dora, you have a framed photo of the Golden Girls in your office. And that just felt like a very good seal of approval. Yeah, I, I, think from... that's, I think that's fair. So Courtney agreed to come on and answer lister questions. Yeah, like a real Ask an Aesthetician segment. Yes, except one of the first questions I, that we got that I asked Courtney when she got here was, do you prefer esthetician or facialist? Mm. And I'm a facialist through and through. Oh, yes. interesting. Esthetician is such a large, I guess, broad scope of what you can practice. You can do lashes, you can do brows, you can do just waxing. There's so many mm-hmm. different things besides just facials, where somebody like myself who specializes in facials, skincare is the essential, um, I guess, core of my business. I prefer facialist. Okay. Um, but, you know, I'll go back and forth. <laughs> I love it. I had no idea what was the appropriate mm-hmm, term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Very personal. Yeah, because we have a facialist in our Facebook group, but she refers to herself as an esthetician. I mean, who knows? So I don't know. I don't know. Well, we should just ask. We I guess ask we ask people's preferred yeah. term. Exactly. Um, Courtney, could you give our listeners just a little history on your background, how you got into skincare professionally um, and how long you've been practicing? Yeah. So I first moved to California from Boston when I was 18. I had gone to the Fashion Institute downtown. Uh, the FIDM, I believe is what it's called. Um, and I went in their beauty marketing program and that was a really wide scope of everything beauty. It was color cosmetics, perfumes, spa industry. Uh, and you learn just everything about the beauty industry, um, which the first thing I said was like, I'm not going to get into spas. It doesn't seem like something I want to get into. Uh, but when I first graduated out of school, the first job I got was at Fred Siegel spa. Oh, so that was my first job. And, you know, I started there and once I actually did the hands-on being in a spa, even though I was just working the desk, I fell in love working with products and working with clients and seeing people just kind of had this wonderful experience in the spa. I was like, oh, I love this. This is what I want to do. So I've worked in different spas for about 11, 12 years. I was mainly administrative for a while. I managed spas for a long time. And estheticians are a really interesting bunch of people to try to wrangle and, um, you see what an interesting dynamic they have Hmm. and they're not necessarily a very reliable group of people sometimes. Um, And that is actually one of the big reasons that I got into skincare is something I loved so much. I was so passionate about it and I was constantly surrounded by people that were messing it up. (laughs) And I was like, okay, this is it. Like I have to do this. Like this is my social responsibility to go back to school, become an esthetician and really do it right for people. Um, Because there's a lot of people that just don't take it seriously and they don't do right by their clients. And it was just something I was seeing kind of regularly and I wanted to kind of swoop in and take care of people. And now you also, you're running your own business. Yes. Like you essentially have two jobs. Yes. How did you know that you wanted to specialize in facials? So I used to have horrible skin, horrible, horrible skin. 
really bad cystic acne. Um, it was just atrocious and I did all the wrong things. And it's not like I wasn't seeing estheticians. I was seeing estheticians. I was seeing a whole bunch of different people and really nobody could give me the right direction. Mm. And then I started taking more of a natural path and starting to meet estheticians or a little bit more of that like-mindedness. And I really started to look at what I was eating, what I was putting in my body, what I was putting on my skin. And that's when I had this major shift in my skin and I cleared up and things started to look so much better. And that for me was, you know, this is the path I want to take. I know how much it feels for myself to get those results and mm-hmm. feel like a new person. Uh, and I wanted to help other people feel that way too. It's it's really devastating when you're not happy with your skin. It controls your confidence and how you feel about yourself and how you interact with other people. So it was definitely something that I kind of felt a passion and a call to. Cool. Cystic acne is a big, big topic, topic of conversation. I definitely think it's on our list of questions. Yeah. I Should... will talk about it all day okay, long. Great. <laughs> well, we, we, I reached out to our Facebook group, um, and asked for questions. We received over a hundred questions, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So I tried to pull as many as I could. And our hopes is that we can just blast through them. Let's do this. And get as much information as possible because as Dory and I like to say on the podcast, we're two friends who like to talk about serums, but we're not experts. Correct. But we, but we, we have now brought in an expert. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) We've done it. Um, all right, Dory, I'm just going to knock off the first one. Let's do it. Okay. Courtney. Yes. Question number one. Okay. What's the best ingredient to look for in a moisturizer? What's, what is the most effective of these in a moisturizer? This is a two-part question. Okay. Hyaluronic acid, squalane, or peptides? Okay. So it depends on your skin type. Ah. So if you are olipitic, which is a really fancy word for oil dehydrated, your body's not making enough oil. So you're going to lean towards something like squalane, okay. which is an oil. Got it. So if you are more dehydrated, you live in California, you don't drink enough water, you're missing water in your skin. Hyaluronic acid is a water binder, which being in California, we don't have a lot of moisture in our air. So if you're going to use hyaluronic acid, you get a humidifier because it traps moisture from the atmosphere. We don't really have much to trap. Yeah. Um, But hyaluronic acid is going to give you water moisture. Squalene is going to give you a little bit more oil moisture. So it's really based on your own skin. Oh, Mm. I would have never known that. Mm -hmm. This is why we're here. Okay. (laughs) So, oh, that's interesting. And what's a peptide? So peptides are anti-agers. They're like actually little kind of balloons almost, if you will, that kind of sink down and plump up the skin. Uh, So it's more of an anti-aging thing. You're not going to get like massive hydration from peptides. All right. So if someone's looking for a moisturizer, it has to be specific to their own It's specific to themselves. If they are not producing oil, which you can usually tell by that, like your pores are really small, your skin's kind of tight, it's kind of itchy. It's a little bit different than dehydrated, which tends to be a little flaky, a little bit um, more cracked looking. Mm. Uh, So you can kind of feel your way from there. If you feel like you have more of the smaller pore, tighter skin, dry, dry, you're not creating oil, go for the squalene. If you're more flaky, dry, um, and you just look kind of almost borderline like ashy on the texture, Mm. then you would want to go for hyaluronic. Wow, I had no idea. I've been putting squalane on my face. Squalane's great, though. It, it's good for everyone. Okay. I'm just saying, squalane, I'm like, squalane's number one fan. I have like a giant foam finger for squalane. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's different. You know, neither one of them is bad for you. There's just certain ones that are more effective for people. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is okay. We're off to a good start here. Great. 
Okay, number two. What ingredients should we look to avoid when shopping for skincare products Mm. other than parabens and sulfates? So parabens and sulfates for sure. Absolutely. Big no-nos. Try to avoid, and I actually will take more of a makeup stance on this. Mm. For skincare, my big no-nos are usually like dimethicone, silicone, all those things that give products these amazing slip and glide. It makes you feel so like smooth and moisturized. They're essentially just giving you this artificial shield of borderline like saran wrap on your skin Mm. that kind of traps everything underneath and not necessarily in a good way. Um, So I try to stay away from those because they tend to clog people. They make them feel like a little dull. They don't have really this kind of... um, the best hydrating properties in them. Whereas with makeup, you want to really pay attention to your makeup because makeup is where there's the bulk of bad ingredients. That's where you'll find a lot of talc, which is terrible. Talc is like the number one ingredient in so many powders. It's not even funny. Um, You want to stay away from bismuth. Bismuth is a mineral powder. Uh, It's actually a, it's a mineral hybrid, if you will. It's, It's an actual mineral, but it's created in little jagged shapes almost. So it creates all these little micro abrasions and irritation on the skin. And bismuth is in so many powders. Have you ever heard of bismuth? I have not. I haven't either. I think that's a a city. Bismarck is what I'm talking (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a city. Um, No, yeah, bismuth. Got to go. So makeup for me is something that you want to pay even closer attention to because so many people are using all the right skincare products and they're not getting good results and they don't know why. And nine out of 10 times it's the makeup. I never, I never realized that your makeup, even if your skincare was on point, if your makeup quality, I'm going to, am I going to have to throw, I mean, use up all the makeup I have and then reinvest in better quality makeup? Don't waste your money. Okay. I have to say, be reasonable. That's one of the big things I always tell my clients, like don't fly off the shelf. Don't throw everything away. Don't, you know, go completely crazy. We still live in a place where we can't control how much pollution is going in our bodies. I mean, you gotta live your life. Right. Um, but once you're done, we can slowly change out things for healthier solutions, things that, and if you are using a makeup that has bismuth and you don't have any irritation, it's not necessarily the end of the world. You can finish, you, you can keep using it. But people that come to me, which mainly they have skin issues, especially acne, and I will be looking at their skin and I generally can say like, do you use a powder with bismuth in it? We'll look at the ingredients they do. I take them off it. And then a couple of weeks later, the skin's much clearer. Mm. <sighs> this is, this is almost too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, here's a big one that we received a lot of like people have a question about this. How do you handle acne with sensitive skin, skin that's too sensitive to get dried out by foaming washes or benzoyl peroxide hormonal acne, Plus the acne that's like the little dots of hard sebum, question mark. Oh, okay. There's a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> so I will start with how do you treat acne in sensitive skin? So a lot of times people have this natural inclination to dry acne out massively, where a lot of the times it wants to be hydrated. It just wants to be hydrated with the right things. So with people that have sensitive skin, I work with a lot of oils that have really like anti-inflammatory herbs in them. There's some really wonderful products out there that have like calendula and chamomile and all these wonderful things that are going to calm the inflammation of the acne and gently hydrate it and take down the inflammation so the skin that's already sensitized will start to kind of heal itself. So you don't have to get so aggressive with acne. I generally try not to in the first place. Um, I feel like that's people's first mistake is trying to dry it out. Uh, and then with hormonal acne, 
it's tough. Hormones affect a lot of things, and hormonal acne is generally around the mouth and down the jawline and down the neck. That's when you'll know that it's more hormonal. If it tends to be a little bit more cystic, you could have, I mean, I was recommend women going to their OBGYN getting tested because a lot of times cystic acne on the jawline can be PCOS. It can be fibroids. It can be things like that. Um, so hormones are definitely really important about that. And if that's the case, you want to go get your obvious physical health checked out to see if that can be, you know, something that's the culprit. Um, and then what was the other question? Acne Sorry. that looks like little dots of hard sebum. I don't know what that is. I know. I'm kind of curious what that is, too. I'm assuming it's probably the little bumps that come off the corner of the mouth, oh, which a those. lot of women get those. Mm. That's my jam. Um, a lot of women get those. And a lot of the times it can be dairy. I find that can be like a little bit of a dairy sensitivity. Um, sometimes women will get little bumps around here and it can be perioral dermatitis, which is not acne at all. And women will treat it like it's acne and it's not at all. It's actually a hormonal dermatitis that comes up around the mouth. Um, So how do you treat that? So if you have perioral dermatitis, you want to be really calm to it. You want to stay away from anything with uh, sodium lauryl sulfate. Mm -hmm. It's a big adjutant from it. So shampoos, um, fluoride aggravates it. Mm. So be mindful of what your toothpaste is. Or if you go get a fluoride treatment from a dentist, um, you just don't want to get fluoride on it because it really agitates it. And also sometimes if it looks like a rash, sometimes people want to put cortisone on it. And that's another thing that makes it like wildly angry and it will get red and raw and terrible. Um, so it was just kind of let people know just because you have like a couple little bumps here doesn't necessarily mean it's a breakout. So don't attack it. Um, I guess the, the moral of the story here is hands off too. Um, don't touch your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I touch my face all day yeah. long. You gotta stop. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> That's why I find, even though I don't think the pimple patches actually like really do anything, they force me to stop picking. Yeah. And that in itself is like maybe that's all they're there for maybe there's no like medicinal value in a pimple patch it's just like a band-aid that you yeah (laughs) but like yeah like i really if i have a if i have a one like a painful zit i can't stop touching it me too so at least if i put a pimple patch on that's doing something yeah (sighs) stuff yeah should i read one of these yeah you get in there dory okay great um we get a lot of questions about the the Biologique Recherche products, yes. um, and particularly the difference between the P50 and the P50 1970 that has the phenol in it. Yes. Um, so someone just wrote, what's the deal with P50 1970? Is it really safe to use daily? So the 1970, which I don't believe you can get in the States. No, you can get it in you the States. Yeah. You can't Congress. get it in Europe. Oh, okay. And you can't get it in Canada. The Europeans know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so phenol is pretty gnarly. Um, it is a real resurfacer. I mean, it burns off the top layer. A lot of the times with like a professional peel that has phenol or resorcinol, which is something that you would get in a dermatologist's office, mm-hmm. um, they can only do certain parts of the body at a time. You can't do too large of an area because sometimes there can be like a toxicity issue. You absorb everything you put on your skin pretty easily. And phenol is really, really um, a super caustic chemical. So I would say if you can get your hands on it, 
and you really want to try it, be super careful with it. Mm -hmm. But I would advise against it, um, which also takes me to a side point. If you are ordering peels off Amazon, just stop. Don't do it. <laughs> That's one thing that you want to leave to professionals. Don't order peels off Amazon. Even like the baby facial, drunk That's elephant fine. baby facial. Okay. But you can go on Amazon now and like get a 70% glycolic peel for $13. And I see women do that stuff. I'm like, don't do it. Just don't do it. Okay. Um, but just back- because you don't know what you're getting or... Also... Peels can cause a lot of different issues. You can trigger more pigmentation. You can really hurt your, you know, productive barrier. You can do a lot of damage with peels. So it's one of those things I just tell people to kind of err on the side of caution and stay away from it. So not even just not order off Amazon. Just like don't, yeah, don't it, do them yourself. Just don't do peels at home. Yeah, okay. I just find Amazon tends to be the location that people right. like to do it. So <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry yeah. that I, I pinned Amazon on this, but it's it's everyone's favorite thing to do. Uh, but circling back to the P fifty. Um, Use extreme caution if you do the 1970. Um, and then the regular P50, it's still an exfoliant, especially yeah. if it has salicylic acid. It has a lot of different acids in it. My personal standpoint is no acid should be used on daily level ever, especially one that says to be using it morning and night. I've yet to have a single client come in and say, oh, I'm using P50. And I'm like, oh, your skin looks great. <laughs> a lot of times I'm like, what are you doing to your skin? And they're like, because they're overusing they're it. They're overusing it. Yeah. P50 is great if you want to use it three nights a week. Yeah. I wouldn't use it all the time. So someone also asked a question, is there a way to get the benefits of the various kinds of acids if you can't use it too frequently, like P50, um, the Pixie Glow Tonic? Um, are they doing anything if they're used once a week? Or should somebody just pick one? Like, should you be alternating between the two? Because I have P50 and I have Pixie Glow Tonic and I have a retinol. And yeah. I kind of use like each of them once a week. I think... It's fine to use different kinds of acids throughout the week as long as you're not overusing them and as long as it's still creating some sort of routine because your skin likes routine. It doesn't want to be... It's not good to be on the same product for 10 years necessarily. You want to kind of keep your skin on its toes. You don't want it building up a tolerance for that long. But in the same breath, it likes a routine. It will respond better to a routine. So if you want to use your P50 Monday, your Glow Tonic Wednesday, and your Retinol on Friday, that's perfectly fine. Just make that your routine. Okay. I'm going to make a little chart and yeah, keep it in I your love that. bathroom. Yeah. But you're very good. You do your P50 every other night. You have a system. I do. I do. I use P50 and Good Jeans. Oh, yeah. Good Jeans is another off. one. Yeah. And go- is Good Jeans also acid? Yes. It's okay. lactic. It's lactic mm-hmm. acid. So here's a question. Well, I, you know what? Can I play a voicemail real quick? Yeah. Okay. Because I this was Ooh. this kind of relates to it, um, to this topic. Hey, y'all. This is Abigail calling from Charleston, South Carolina. I am so thankful for your show. So thank you so much for doing what you do. I was hoping that you could answer my question about um, layering things, products, and what things you're not supposed to layer. Specifically, I do understand, like, can you just not combine an acid and a retinol because it's harsh on your skin? Or then I think I read something that somebody posted in the group about how it actually means the retinol won't work because of something about the pH. But then Sunday Riley, you're supposed to layer them. So I just don't understand, and I'm hoping you could provide some insight. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Okay, Courtney, how do we layer products? (laughs) It's a very interesting topic. 
there are so many ingredients and so many products out there that it's hard to say like, this is your definitive map to layering. Um, the big things I try to keep separate are, like she said, acids and retinoids. You want to keep them separate. Okay. Um, and just because it's also really agitating to the skin and she's right, pHs can neutralize, but most things are that are acids are obviously lower on the pH and the acid scale. So we won't get into all of that. So you want to not layer acids. Keep your glycolics away from your retinols. You can do them okay. different nights. Um, the other big ones you want to keep apart are C and A. So if you're doing like a vitamin C serum, you don't want to put it on the same time as a vitamin A serum or your retinol. You actually want to do your vitamin C in the serum at, in the morning and your retinol at night. They're a powerful combo when they're used that way, which is great. Um, and then also there's always that big conversation, oils before moisturizer, moisturizer before oils. Oh, yeah. That's something that I feel like a lot of people talk about. And that, again, is also very, um, it's different for each product. If you have something like Vintner's Daughter, which is an oil, and a wonderful oil, I love Vintner's Daughter, uh, that is based in hazelnut oil, which is a really teeny, teeny little molecule. So you'd want to put that on first. You're not going to want to layer that over a moisturizer. And then if you have something that is more of like a hydrating moisturizer, like a squalane, you can always put that on after the moisturizer, or you can put it on and mix it together. I know. It's like a chemistry class. This is why, as you know, estheticians exist. We're here to kind of troubleshoot it. I yeah, wish. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I always, I do vitamin C in the morning, but then at night, should I be doing a serum in addition to my moisturizer? I always worry I'm going like, is it too much? Like what would be the right thing to put on at night? A retinol? A peptide? So if you're doing your retinol once a week and you're doing your other two acids the other two nights a week, so you still have the three solid nights, I would say you're fine where you're at. Unless there's something you come to me and say, Courtney, this one particular issue is plaguing me. What can we do about it? That's when I say, okay, we can introduce the serum at night. Um, I'm not a product for the sense of product kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I'll never say like, oh, well, every woman should be using this at night and this in the morning. I mean, my routine is actually like shockingly basic. Yeah. What is your skincare routine? Yeah. Okay. Let's get down to yeah. breast tests. Let's here. get down. To do not, we're all going to copy you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm coming off a really crazy time because I started my own business this year and I am being sent product hand over fist and I'm so grateful and I'm so excited and it's all these wonderful goodies and I'm falling into the traps that I know I shouldn't fall into, but I'm like, let me try this and I want to try that and let's try this. And I've been doing too much to my skin. So I'm going back to what I normally do, but all I really do is I cleanse my skin in the morning with a really basic organic cleanser. It's kombucha based, aloe based. Um, it really kombucha has all these wonderful natural probiotics. So it's great for establishing the natural flora of your skin, which is so important. You don't want to ravage your skin, your microbiome of your skin, if you will. So I just cleanse my skin in the morning. And then um, if I can remember, I put my vitamin C serum on and then I just press a little bit of squalling into my skin and then makeup and I'm done. And then at night I wash my face and I do oil and I do one or two oils and then I will exfoliate probably twice a week. And then I do a mask on Sundays and that's it really basic. Love That's it. Very stripped down. Yeah. What's the kombucha cleanser? So the kombucha cleanser is actually by one of my favorite brands. It's called Emergency Scientific Organics. And I love them. They make really, really wonderful products. It's a wonderful like company. They work in Brooklyn. They have like an organic farm on their roof and they have chickens. Like they just have a really cool vibe. Nice. Yeah. They just have a cool vibe and they make wonderful products, but they make a kombucha cleanser and it's my favorite cleanser. I mean, I just love it so much. It works so well. That's now, awesome. you know, tonight 
at 11 o'clock, I'm going to be Googling this company and ordering this kombucha cleanser. You're going to be buying it out. Is it, <laughs> is, it, is it one of those things, though, that's not for everyone? Like, is it specific to your skin needs? Kombucha cleanser. It's an excellent question. Uh, kombucha cleanser works well for most people. I have come across maybe one or two people that are like, eh, I don't love it, but nobody would have a bad time using it. Hey. It's just lovely. It just works really well. Even my husband uses it. Oh, that's a good yeah. endorsement. It's man friendly. Yeah. There's a there's a question here that I would really like to ask Courtney. Get into that's it. That's okay. Yeah, jump in. Okay. What should someone look for slash what questions should they ask when selecting an esthetician if they don't have personal recommendations to go off of? That is an excellent question. Right? And I think that it is I mean, really don't overthink it. It's like choosing anyone else in your life. Would you, you know, if you're choosing a, a date or you're choosing a friend, your vibe attracts your tribe. You really want to look. You're really, <laughs> you really want to look for somebody that you feel kind of kindred with. Mm -hmm. There's definitely people, you know, I'm really natural and there's, you know, certain things that I have, you know, ideas about. And most of the time people that find me are on the natural side. Whereas if you go to say Beverly Hills, you might find more of a medical esthetician that works with more chemicals and more peels. Mm. And if that's a little bit more of your aesthetic, more of your vibe, go towards that. That's the place right. that you're going to feel comfortable. Um, and I feel like when you pick people based off the things like your natural intuition, you'll always get the right fit. I love that. Here's one I like. Okay. What's the top three mistakes you see people making with their skin? Is there anything unexpected? And then there's another, someone asked a similar question, which is what is the biggest mistake people make with skincare? Over exfoliation, picking at pimples, bonus question. What's the dumbest thing you've heard someone put on their face in the interest of better skin? So what kind of mistakes do people come in doing? The number one mistake is always over exfoliation. Always. I get so many women that come in and their poor skin, they're red and they're, you know, flaky and they're tight and they're kind of oily looking. It's this like terrible situation and they're breaking out because they've really depleted their skin of its natural resources. And your skin breaks out when you do that. Your natural inclination is to dry it out more, but you're actually causing more problems. So that's probably the number one thing is people doing too much to their skin. And a lot of the times is using products which they think are really good, but they're not for their skin type. Like I'll have women come in and they have acne and they'll say, but I'm using really good brands. I use Chanel and I use this and it's expensive and, you know, well-touted brands are not necessarily good brands for you. So that's another thing is really seeing somebody that can tell you, this is what your skin needs. This is what you're looking for. Um, and of course, touching your face, people touch their face. I have clients that come in with pretty much gaping wounds sometime. And I'm like, you touched this this morning. I can tell you popped this this morning yeah. and you were coming to see me. They're like, well, I couldn't help it. Like I woke up with it. Um, so yeah, just controlling yourself. And I felt, you know, I fall prey to it too. I mean, my husband sometimes I'll like get really quiet in the bathroom and I can hear my husband be like, are you picking? And I'm like, no, I come out and I'm like bleeding out of my face. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just couldn't help it. But you know, I'm a woman too. I definitely, at least I know how to do it the right way though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, hands off. It doesn't benefit anyone. Leave it to the professionals, get an esthetician because the esthetician knows what she's doing. She's going to prep the skin, right? It's going to soften everything up. Things come out easier. She knows how to make sure that it closes. So everything stays antibacterialized and mm -hmm. flattens. It's better to be left for professionals. 
Okay, I won't pop my lips, <sighs> which I so enjoy doing. I know. It's so satisfying. Is it satisfying for you to pop people's zits? Is that a oh, weird question? It's my favorite thing <laughs> I am such a creep. It is the best part of my job. If I could like go right to that and just do that all day, I would. Oh, that's so cool. I have thought about this. Like when I've thought about like what would another career be for me, I like popping other people's zits. <laughs> just only that part. You should yes. Do, you should do it. Like I would specialize in it. I really get a lot of gratification out of it. Sometimes I'll see strangers and I just like fantasize about popping like a really gnarly zit of theirs. <laughs> especially but are you uh, supposed to pop it? No, like you're saying could could I also deal with a zit by just not touching it and it'll kind of subside yeah, after absolutely. a while? Okay. Yeah. Your body will get rid of it. <sighs> it takes forever. Um, Dora, you absolutely should be an esthetician if you feel that way. I feel like it's calling me. You should. You would be good at it too, I think. <gasps> you have a, I mean, you are host of this podcast. I am. You're halfway That seems there. like the, the next logical extension. I would love, I would, you could te- test on me the whole time. I would love it. Really? Yeah. And okay. I hate my, zi- I mean, I would love to get this all popped. Great. I mean, I have to keep seeing Courtney. Also. I can't wait. I can just like work through her. There we go. Yeah, I'll we guide through it. your she hands could, to her face. Help me. <laughs> um, well, on that note. I think we're going to wrap things up. Yeah. So Courtney, um, where can people find you, especially if you're in Los Angeles? Yes. So you can find me. My website is CourtneyChisano.com, which is my name. Um, it's kind of a mouthful, but if you put Courtney, C-H-I-U, I will auto-populate in most Google searches. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and then my Instagram handle is Courtney Chisano Skincare. You can follow me there. And I would love to see you guys. I just want to touch all your faces. I mean, she's into popping your zits. I'm totally. so, so into it. And I can attest to both your skill and just like the general peacefulness of your space. It's really <sighs> thank you. always a really pleasant experience. And you give people chocolate at the end. I do, which, you oh. know, I know I'm not supposed to necessarily give you guys chocolate, but it's, I mean, it's dark chocolate. Yeah. And I think uh, everyone deserves a little I treat. I cannot wait to visit. <laughs> chocolate and Golden Girls. Courtney, well, we hope to have you back on the show. I would love that. Great. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. 
One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Courtney's great. Um, since we interviewed her, I got a facial from her. <laughs> And it was amazing. She's awesome. She's great and just cool. And has, as mentioned, a framed photo of the Golden Girls in her office and gives you chocolate when yeah. the facial's done. I mean, it's like, can I just live there? Uh, I, it would be very cozy. It would be expensive. Yeah, yeah. You could, you'd have to get a facial every day. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, it's time for intentions. <laughs> this has been my most successful intention since starting the podcast. I'm looking at your intentions. I've gotten two manicures. They look great. Since we last saw each other. And how is that going for you? <sighs> Dory, so much has changed. I'm a new person. What happened was I got my first manicure and that shaped my nails and then they kept growing. And I have nails that like rip and break, but this hasn't happened yet. Knock on wood. And then I got another manicure this weekend. I had um, a, a big event that I had helped organize on Saturday night. So I figured I'll get a manicure for that. Yeah, And... I love how my hands look, which is, I don't even, like, I posted a photo of my hands on our Instagram stories, and that was, I hate posting, photo, sharing photos of my Aww. hands. Again, this is, you know, a, since childhood insecurity that I'm working on releasing. Um, so it feels really great. I found a color that I really like. I oh, also yay. realized in the process of getting two manicures, I don't get regular manicures, so I, I realize I don't want a white color I want kind of like a peachy neutral which is what you're wearing mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm learning about maybe what my um style like what my color style is and what I like and also listening to myself as opposed to the someone there who's like get the darker shade totally um I also want to tell you that my best friend was visiting this weekend and I confessed something to her that I had never shared with anybody except my own mother I'm going to share it with you because she was like, this is the craziest thing you've ever said. And I've known you for 20 years. I have my whole life thought that my middle finger nail looks like Mickey Dolan's from the monkeys. Now, <laughs> <laughs> this is something I've thought since childhood. Oh my God. And she was like, what are you? I'm, she was like, I've never looked at any part of my body and equated it to a person. 
Have you ever done that? No. So I'm really out there then. I mean... I told my husband and he also was like, what? Your fingernail looks like the face of a member of the band, (laughs) The Monkees. (laughs) I mean, I think this just points to your overall creativity. Oh, thank you. I thought you were going to say your overall fingernail dysmorphia. No. And, you know, originality. Thank you. You're welcome. So anyway, I'm feeling more I'm feeling more confident with my hands. I think they look great. They're Thanks. nicely they're nicely shaped. Yeah, I really like this person did a really nice job. I think they're a pretty color. I, I'm feeling very the only thing that is frustrating is that the nail polish comes off and then you have to go back. Yes, although uh, with a light color, it's not as bad. I took your advice. I'm excited to see how this one pans out. Yeah, I'm curious. So you were last week said you would like to work on your writing yes and but then you were also on vacation so how did this go well I didn't work on my writing while whilst on vacation while va- whilst on vacation <laughs> um I worked on it a little bit before I left and I worked on it a little bit when I got back I wouldn't say it's going amazing but, but I did going. work on it a little bit that's great it's all tiny increments I know create a big thing I know and I, I have to keep reminding myself of that and it, it's something it's like I need to practice what I preach because that's the advice I give people when they're like, I just can't get started on this project. I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all you need is, you know, and I'm like, why don't I take that advice? Oh, I know. It's so, <laughs> so fun to give advice and then never take it yourself. Totally. That's the story of my life. Um, what is your intention this week? Well, I am actually traveling soon. Yes, you are. And it's kind of a big trip. My husband and I are celebrating our 10 year wedding anniversary and we're taking a vacation Yay. together without our kids, which we have never done. And before I go on a trip, I get kind of crazy where I'm like frantically buying a new wardrobe and like stripping the hair off my body. Yeah. You know, like you, it's like this, you can, I don't know if I'm the only one who does this, but you can do like weird vacation preparation mode. Totally. And I'm just trying to chill out. Yeah. And like I have a very busy week coming up with work and with my family and um, my in-laws are coming to town because they're watching our children. And I'm trying just to like not overpack, not try to like not going to bring my computer because I think I'm going to write every morning. Like I didn't I'm, bring my computer yeah, on vacation. Like, whenever I go on vacation, I also am like, this is when I'm going to like read 30 books and r- work on my book and you know, journal. And, and like, and then I, go, I like literally, journal. I do, I bring, I bring a journal, I bring, but and then I'm trying to just not, not have all these expectations for what I'm going to accomplish while on vacation and just kind and not worry about if I'm bringing the right comfortable shoes, right? Just everything's going to be fine. I, I think that is a very noble Thank you, Dory. Uh, That's the word I'd use. Suggestion. And I I look forward to hearing about your trip. I'm very excited. I'm I'm really pumped to just get to like explore a new place with my husband. That's awesome. Eat a lot of food. Now, this week, your intention on our document is just. (laughs) It's just. (laughs) You just wrote. I can't. He's making me laugh. You just wrote birthday, which your birthday is this week. My birthday is this week. And I'm like, kind of, I'm not dreading it exactly, but I'm also just like, and I don't want to feel negatively about getting a year older because I think we should celebrate getting a year older. We're still on this planet. Yeah. There's some people who don't live this long. Like, it's a good thing to, to get older, right? But yes, but it's also but it's okay also, to have mixed feelings yes, about so it. Yes, so I have mixed feelings about it. And 
I'm just working through those feelings. So it's not really an intention so much as a like, this is what's going on and I'm, and I'm trying to just like be at peace with it. Yeah. And, and not beat yourself up for feeling negative. Yeah. If you can do that. Yeah. That's what I, that's my intention. Oh, why can't we just celebrate it with you? I have a little something coming for you. Oh my God, Kate. First the cities and countries and states and now this. Again, this is where I make some sort of sous vide egg white bite joke <gasps> or reference. Just a big giant egg white bite. <laughs> a big cake. An egg white bite cake. Like a giant egg. I'm going to stop. It's not that. Um, well, <sighs> that about does it for today. Thank you all for listening. You know what would be awesome? Yeah. If everyone who listens to this podcast told a friend about it. Oh, do it. You know what? We have people telling their moms. Tell your mom. Or if you don't have a mom like me. Or if you don't have a mom. Tell a mother figure. Tell a mother figure. Tell, yeah, tell a mentor. A stranger. Yeah. It would just, it would just be great if this week everyone could have that be their intention. If you're going on a date, (laughs) a first date casually bring up our podcast in the first few minutes of the conversation and get a listener on board. That's a great idea. (laughs) This is becoming very aggressive. Yeah, I like it. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. And while you're at it, please leave us podcast reviews. And next week we have author Emily Gould on. Woo woo. Yeah. And she's great. So you're going to want to listen. 